broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Demond Cotton behind the wheels of steel. Your boy Q going to rock with you for the next three hours. Have a loaded show for you. Very excited about it. Would one day closer to the NFL season getting started. Of course, that's going to happen tomorrow evening, tomorrow afternoon. Excited about that. And we're one day closer to Raiders football that'll kick off on Sunday at, Alleg- at not Allegiant Stadium, at Allegiant Stadium South. <laughs> SoFi Stadium, a.k.a. the Raiders home away from home. So excited about the opportunity, man. Excited about seeing what this team is going to put out there on the field. And there's a lot of folks from a lot of different areas and a lot of different outlets talking about the Raiders, talking about the AFC West and a lot. So we're going to get to all of that coming up on today's show and a lot more. So we got some really good guests lined up for you. Matter of fact, in this first hour, what we decided to do, since the media availability has been moved around a little bit with the Raiders now practicing a little bit later on in the afternoon, does not allow me to be out at practice, does not allow me to do the whole locker room uh, you know, uh, interactions with the players and, and get those kind of uh, locker room sounds, which is unfortunate. But they do have Derek Carr and Devontae Adams both scheduled to talk to the media. And matter of fact, they're supposed to be talking. I believe Derek Carr was supposed to talk around 150, and I don't think that that's happened yet. I haven't seen any kind of notice from the Raiders. So what we're going to plan on doing sometime in this hour, you'll hear from one of them. You won't hear from both because both would cover up probably the whole hour. So you're not going to hear from both. But one of the two, either Derek Carr or Devontae Adams, I'm kind of leaning towards Devontae Adams around 230, 235-ish if that happens around that time. And so we'll see exactly what happens. And maybe Devontae Adams will be first. Um, I I would go with Derek Carr, and and maybe we will, but his seem like they're always a little bit longer than than most just because his answers are really detailed and there's always a lot of questions that are thrown his way. So I think that we're going to lean towards Devontae Adams, but we're going to kind of play it by ear and see how it all shakes out. So that's just uh, coming up in this hour. But then at 3 o'clock, man, we go full throttle. We have a ton of guests like we always do on the show. Derek Stevens from Circus Sports. He's actually part owner of the Circus Sports. He's going to talk about everything coming up this football season, talk about the Raiders. And and I read an article earlier today, Damon. I don't know if you've seen this article, but uh, there's a lot of people placing a lot of money on the Raiders, not only to win games, not only to win on Sunday, not only to win the AFC West, but to win the Super Bowl. There's a lot of money being put on the Raiders right now. And so basically, the gist of this article I read was if the Raiders were to go do that this year, Vegas would lose their ass. Let's just be 100% honest about the situation. Put it as blunt and, and as, as much as you could. <laughs> they would basically lose. And the house doesn't lose that often, right? But the, the, if, if the Raiders were to go win the Super Bowl, we know Gangster Raider, he's called a few times that he put money on Derek Carr being the MVP. So. All of a sudden, there's a lot of dinero being thrown on the Raiders' name right out here in Vegas. Oh, it would be so fitting, especially because everyone always says when they call in, hey, Vegas doesn't have them. Vegas doesn't think that highly of the Raiders. Right. Vegas doesn't think that they can win the AFC West. That would be the ultimate proving them wrong. Right. Well, every year, the uh, the you know the, the books have them always at a certain amount of wins. Like one year, it was six and a half. I think last year was, what, eight and a half? And every year, I keep thinking, like, man, that seems really low. Right. You know, I was like, where's the improvement there? I remember the one year. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before where it was six and a half. And I thought because I did an interview. I thought that it was, was last year, year. I think that was the year before. 
I thought it was last year because I did an interview on VEASAN. They called me, and they said something about six and a half wins. And I said, well, if the Raiders only win six and a half, and obviously seven, if they only win six and a half to seven games in this year, something went terribly wrong. And I remember because something did go terribly wrong. Multiple things went terribly wrong, and they still won 10 games. So I'm not too sure about the exact years, but every single year it feels like that uh, the, the Raiders are being uh, undersold. Let's just put it like that. They're, they're basically saying that they're not going to win a bunch of games, and they go and win more games. And they've done that the past couple years. So we'll talk to Derek Stevens from Circus Sports at 3 o'clock. Just talk to him about the money lines. Talk to him about who and how you can win a whole lot of money during the football season. And of course, we'll ask him all things silver and black. At 3.30, Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. She's our weekly guest. She'll join us to talk about those LV Aces. How about a round of applause for the LV Aces? Well done, young ladies. Well done. Asia Wilson, we found out today, is a MVP again for the second time. So this uh, past year, not only does she win the MVP, but she won earlier in the uh, in the year the Defensive Player of the Year award. So there you go. She takes home a, a couple pieces of metal, some hardware, with another goal in sight as they punch their ticket to the finals. And Damon, you were out at Parkway Tavern in the district last night. You had a watch party, and I saw a bunch of pictures. A lot of people won some nice prizes out there. Uh, how was that party? Oh, it was so much fun. And so I didn't know that we were going to have all the prizes that we did. The biggest prizes of the night were autographed Kelsey Plum basketballs. There were some miniatures. Some did you action. bring some? Did you bring some back? No. Well, Q, I was thinking about it, what but you, you know doing? that just wouldn't have been. You're doing it wrong, Damon. If you're would, not bringing something back for us, you're doing it wrong. I would have had a talk in the office, Damon. What, what happened to the basketball? <laughs> you would have. Uh, uh, but you know, you would have. They didn't want it that bad. All those fans. <laughs> they said, "You know what, Damon? You did such a good job. How about you have it?" Right. That's funny. But so it was a great good time. time. Good time. Great time. A great turnout. I mean, it's the middle of a weekday. I know it's a playoff basketball game. But right. We still got to work in the morning. Yeah. But they still came out, and the place was rocking. Everyone was just hanging on the edge of their seat. You know how close of a game it was. Right, right. And Jason was getting some Raiders-style Aces chants going. You know Jason. Oh, yeah. Twilight. Oh, Twilight. Yeah. Shout out to Twilight. You know, getting some Aces. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had the Turn ball rocking. Up. Nice, nice. Well, well done, LV Aces. Punch their tickets to the finals. They'll actually host game one on Sunday at Michelob Ultra Arena. And you know, it's funny. I was out at uh, the M Resort last night. We had a Raiders media dinner, right? There was just a handful of us that were there just kind of talking about the upcoming season. And Tashawn Reed, to his credit, pulled up the game on his phone. So we're watching the game on the phone while we're having dinner. And by the time the dinner was over, you know, because I was planning on coming by Parkway, but by the time the dinner was over, there was about five minutes left in the game, and I had a bad decision to make. Either I'm going to get in the car, and I could. I could have gotten in the car, listened to the game on, you know, on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, on the way to the house or on the way to Parkway Tavern, or I could have sat my butt down right in front of the TV at the bar at the M Resort and watched the rest of the game. Well, you know I didn't make it to the Parkway Tavern, so you know what my decision was. You had to stay there and watch the I game. I could not leave. And it's so funny because Deshaun had it on his phone, and he was pulling the game up, and he's watching. And I was like, man, there's only two minutes left in the game. There's only three minutes. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's right down to the wire. I was like, man, I can't just walk to the car and leave on this note. And he's like, well, I got, I got to get going. And, you know, everyone had left already. And I was like, man. And I looked up at the bartender, and they said, what you going to do? And I said, you already know what I'm going to do. What would Rihanna do, man? Pour it up, pour it up. <laughs> I'll have another. Yeah, I mean, I had no option. I had no option. I said, hey, man, what would Rihanna do? Let's go make it happen. So, uh, you know, just have one more cold beverage on, uh, and watch the rest of the game and watch the Aces punch their ticket to the finals and thought that that was really cool, man. So uh, salute to the Aces. So Paloma will join us at 3.30. I immediately, on my walk to the car, I immediately hit her and said, hey, man. 
You got to be on the show at some point tomorrow to talk about the Aces. She said, tomorrow's my off day. Whatever time is good. So 3.30, Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. She'll join us to talk all things LV Aces. At 4 o'clock, of course, it is a game week. Joe Reedy from the AP, he's going to join us to talk all things Chargers. And look, we're going to go hard in the paint. We're going to talk Chargers today, tomorrow, and Friday. I mean, that's we're just going to get all kind of different angles. We're going to get all kind of updates. You know, on injury reports, there's rumors that J.C. Jackson, according this morning to Taylor Bashadi from NFL Network, that he was not playing on Sunday. Then all of a sudden I saw reports that Brandon Staley said, I cannot confirm that. You know, he's out of his walking boot. He's running. So J.C. Jackson is a game-time decision as of right now. Every day that's going to probably update and change. So we're going to continue to update and talk Chargers uh, as the Raiders prepare for them on Sunday at SoFi Stadium. So Joe Reedy from the AP will join us at 4 o'clock to talk all things Chargers. Then at 4.30, another round of applause. Jesse Daly from Western High School. He is the head football coach there, of course, every single week. Here we do the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award. And uh, Jesse Daly, Western High School, they got a victory on uh, Friday last week, the first victory of the season. And sometimes, man, when you're a program that's struggling – you know, and, and and historically have struggled for a while, you just need to see a W, right? You know, I, I think I said it in the hallway earlier. Sometimes you just need that slump buster, right? You just need that <laughs> You just need that one that's going to get you back into the dub column, right, and make you feel good. Sometimes even Jared was walking around here last week saying, I just need a W. I just need a W to, to you know, to make everything okay. I said, man, okay. So Western, Western High School came up with a W on Friday, and, uh, you know, Coach uh, is going to be excited. He's going to be fired up, and, and just really, I feel happy for the, the young men that are out there putting in the work. It's, it's super hot outside still. They're grinding away. They're practicing their tails off. They're trying to get, you know, achieve the best that they can do, and they come away with the victory, so now they've got to try to stack victories. You get one, now you try to stack them. So uh, we'll talk to Jesse Daly from Western High School. He is the recipient of the Tom Flores High School Football uh, Coach of the Week Award. Of course, that will get him in the run in to win the high school coach of the year award and obviously get a nice little donation from the silver and black get some uh, some nice equipment for the program that's all at the end of the year but it's really cool what the Raiders do by uh, having this award and, and showing the love back to the community each and every week during the high school football season so those are the guests that we have coming up including at some point this hour Derek Carr and or Devontae Adams most likely Devontae Adams but it all depends on timing Derek Stevens from Circus Sports at 3 Paloma Villacana Fox 5 Sports at 3.30, Joe Reedy at 4, Jesse Daly from Western High School at 4.30. Now that we got all that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. You know, yesterday on the show, we had a very big, long conversation about defense and how realistic do we think this defense could be this upcoming year? How good can they be? Can they help the Raiders get to that next level? We played the sounder from Marcus Spears from NFL Live talking about if the defense could be really good, if they can get cooking under Patrick Graham, the Raiders could be the best team in football. And look, I wasn't going to go there and say that they're going to be the best team in football, but that's him speaking, not me. So that's why I posed the question about realistically, what do you think they can do? Well, as I mentioned earlier, as we started the show, I said a lot of different outlets are talking about the Raiders right now. It might be the trendy thing to do. I don't know. But they're in everybody's mouth right now. Not only the team, not only the coaching staff, but also players, including Mad Max Crosby. Listen in right here to what Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football and NFL Network, what he had to say this morning. I'm going to pick someone who, who's going to have the big-time breakout season. My guy um, is kind of, just, kind of just hanging out there, mm-hmm. right? In the, in the NFL Top 100, he's around in the 50s somewhere. Yeah. 
his sack numbers each of the last few years. Fine, nothing crazy, not 16, 17, but right there. And he's on a super glamorous team. He's going to have a lot of eyeballs, and he has a mm. lot of weapons around him. Uh, I predict that the NFL Defensive Player of the Year is going to go down Fury Road, and I'm going with Mad Max Crosby. Oh, yes! I like that. Raiders. I think we are I like going that. to have a breakout year for this guy. I think the sack numbers will be there. I think the scoop and score type highlights that you need to win Defensive Player of the Year. And I think the eyeballs. You know, Peter Aaron Donald's going to play tomorrow night. He could win the thing tomorrow night. Yeah. If he has four sacks in that game, you, you, I don't know if you can run him down. Um, Max Crosby is now in one of the most high-profile teams in the entire league with the new coach and the new weapons. And we've always loved him for the last few years. I think this is the year he becomes a household name. I, I really do. Him and Chandler Jones, like, he can't block them all. And I think Crosby is going to just absolutely wreck shop. Love Max Crosby. Two X's in Max. That's how extreme he is. I think by the end of this season, there's going to be about 15 sacks in defensive Mad player Mac. of the year. There you go. Kyle Brandt, NFL Network. Good morning, football. 15 sacks in a... Defensive Player of the Year. The last time the Silver and Black had Defensive Player of the Year, that was Khalil Mack, right? We all know what he did. We all know the story of Khalil Mack. Of course, they're going to be playing against Khalil Mack and those Chargers come Sunday. But Raider Nation, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. We all know that Mad Max Crosby uh, was a a terror last season, along with Unique Ngakwe, getting after the quarterback, led the league in pressures. He was that guy. We talked about it quite a bit on the show. Like to see some more sacks. Like to see some strip sacks. I think that Chandler Jones is going to help Max Crosby incorporate that into his skill set because that's something that that Chandler Jones does a really good job of. Matter of fact, I got some really good uh, little nuggets, little cover three style nuggets all Raiders related that have to do with the upcoming season and the start of the season that I'll, I'll, I'll give to you in a couple, uh, well, a little bit later on the show. And Chandler Jones is part of that. But I want to hear from you, Raider Nation. I want to know what you believe realistically. Again, we're talking realistically. We're not talking about, you know, just fantasy style or whatever like that. What do you really believe you're going to see from Max Crosby, who, in my opinion, even though statistically his second year in the league, he may have taken a little bit of step back. I still believe every year he's been in the league, he's continued to grow and continue to get better. So what, do you, what kind of season do you expect from Max Crosby? Can he possibly be one of those guys, a T.J. Watt style guy or a throwback J.J. Watt style guy that is that defensive terror? You know, swatting balls down, sacking the quarterback, coming up with turnovers, just the all the, the you know, Every every trick on the on the tool belt, you know, having every one of those tools because it's one thing just to sack the quarterback, but to be that all around guy that Kyle Brandt's talking about, to be a potential defensive MVP, is that possible? Do you think he could do that? And I'll start with you. I think it is possible, and also for him to reach well, not just him for the Raiders to reach the sack total. I got them going um, Max and Chandler twenty five. 25, 25 each. Okay. 15 25 each? I mean, excuse me, I'm sorry. Total. 25 total. I was about to say, 15 those are both 10, records. Me, okay. yes. 15 for Max, 10 okay. for Chandler. So okay. for him to get 15 sacks, I think that that would put him in that defensive player of the year category. And maybe like Kyle Brand said, he needs like that signature he needs highlight a couple, play. He needs a couple Everybody turnovers. Needs it. Yeah. You remember when Jadavion Clowney, they got him the number one pick. Right. That highlight right. play. That was a hit in college in his, what, his sophomore year? Exactly. <laughs> he got to eat off that for he like wrote, two years. Man, he, I think he's still eating off that, to tell you the truth. I think somewhere he's still getting a royalty check from that. Yeah, so if Max Crosby could have a play like that, oh my God, the scoop, the, the fumble, he almost right. scores. Or if he does score a touchdown to have to add that to the highlight reel like Kyle Brandt said I think because I'm already predicting 15 sacks okay so you know get maybe an interception maybe that like J.J. Watt style right you know just that's why I said J.J. Watt T.J. Watt yeah, exactly. they, but know, I mean, they yeah, gotta so, have that style yeah that those style of plays okay along with the 15 sacks I'm already predicting I don't see why it couldn't be defensive player of the year okay I'm not gonna go 15 I think that's a little rich I'm gonna say he can he's gonna have 12 sacks but he'll also incorporate three 
uh, strip sacks in there. He'll throw, he'll get three strip sacks in there somewhere uh, throughout the course of the season, and uh, somehow that's going to create a couple extra turnovers for the Silver and Black, something that they need to do. I, I just think that Chandler Jones is going to help him incorporate that into his arsenal and his weaponry. So Raider Nation, again, want to hear from you in a few minutes. We'll hear from either Derek Carr or Devontae Adams, 702-365-9200. Let's start things off with Gangsta Gangsta. Gangsta Raider, what's on your mind, my man? Hey, what's happening, y'all? Before I forget, though, I remember <clears throat> when I came to Vegas to celebrate my son's birthday, it was this guy, I think his name was Raider Ralph or Raider Rob. He paid for our dinner. And I think he told me, his. I remember he said his birthday was in September. So it's in September now, but I don't remember his name. But hit me up on my um Instagram and leave me your name and number, and I'll try to pay for your um birthday dinner since you looked out for me and my son. But uh, what I wanted to say was, I know that um you was right. It was just last year with six and a half wins that Vegas had us with. That was just last year because that's why I got back into betting because I really hadn't <laughs> bet right. in years, really, since that tuck rule game because, you know, they did us on that. And I would have won big money had they not did us over that tuck rule game. So I really hadn't gambled in a long time. But that's what got me back into betting when I saw that six and a half. I said, I can't pass that up. I'm like, I know we're going to win more than six and a half games. So I mm-hmm. bet that last year and I won it. You know what I'm saying? And I told you I put a hundred bucks down when I caught the 40 to one odds for Derek Carr. But back to your question about the defense, I think the defense is going to be one of the X factors because a lot of people don't, don't, oh, nobody really has no film on our offense or our defense with our new coordinators and our new coach. You know what I'm saying? Last yeah. time people saw us on the field, we had Gus Bradley as our, as our defensive coordinator and we had Yannick Ngatway as one of our other defensive ends. Now we got Chandler. Jones, we got a whole new defense with Patrick Graham, and nobody has nobody has no feel on our offense or our defense. You know, so I think that give us the upper hand against the Chargers because the Chargers pretty much got the same team, except they added Khalil Mack on defense and they added um, Michelle Sony Michelle on offense. That's the only difference. I mean, they added a couple of different linebackers. I know Nuoso was is gone out of there. He gave us problems the last two games last year. You know what I'm saying? So I think we got the advantage in that. And I think our defense is going to surprise a lot of people by holding them to um, less points than um, a lot of people think. It's like I think the, game, the total for this game, I think it's gonna, we're going to win 42-17. You know what I'm saying? And JT said if it's any, anywhere close to that, he's going to fly me out there round trip to one of his events that he's hosting. So I need that to happen so I can, so I can hold JT to that. You know what I'm saying? I need JT everybody. to fly me somewhere. Hold up, man. Let JT fly me somewhere. What's really going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you, it's going down. And everybody, when you get to L.A., we're going to party, but watch yourself. It's a lot of crime going out here. Don't leave your car unlocked. Don't leave no valuables in your car. And always take somebody with you. Like, work in the buddy system out here in L.A. because it's, it's kind of dangerous out here these days. I'm, I'm keeping it letting y'all know. And you heard it from Gangster Radio, y'all. All right, but we're going to party. You know what I'm saying? Just be aware of your surroundings. <laughs> and we're going we gonna to do it up and slap the charges dead in their mouth. I'm gone, y'all. There he goes, Gangster Raider. Damn it! Now I got I got to find me a buddy when I go to L.A. Now, Gangster Raider said I got to watch my back. You come to y'all hood, I'm a front you. Well, you know, we all know that. Well, you already know firsthand. I do, I do. It's good to go. I'm, I'm good to go. I know exactly where I'm going. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Get to where I got to go and get the hell home. That's how we roll. But no, good call, Gangster Raider. I appreciate that. I'm glad you threw that out there about JT though. Tomorrow we got to hit JT up, man. He's got to start flying us around the spot. So if I predict an even bigger win margin, I, that's what I'm saying. What do I get? Hey, man, JT's money bags, man. Fifty to three. <laughs> what does that give me? <laughs> We're gonna hit JT up and tell him to fly us anywhere. Hell, I don't care if he flies me from Henderson to Vegas. Just fly me somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hell, fly me from Vegas to LA. How about that? 
about that? Oh, man, the JT private plane? Right. <laughs> exactly. Party of two. That'll work. Let's go right back out to the phone lines. Talk to our guy, Passionate Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show. Man, what's up, Q? What's up, DeMond, man? Four days, four days, boys. Four days. Four days, DeMond. Remember that time I caught him with Vinny? What were we at, like 190 days or something? Four days, baby. Gangster, good call, man. Get a hold of me, man. Reach out and touch me. Reach out and get a hold of me, gangster. But, hey, Q, my question. You're the, my answer to your question. What is Max Crosby going to do? This is what I see from Mad Max Crosby going on this year. That boy showed us what he was about in, 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 the, in, the, in the Pro Bowl. He wasn't slacking. He just got paid. He's been humble all year long. He's been thirsty. He's been hungry. He's a Raider. <laughs> you already know what Max Crosby's going to do. I can't wait to see what Max Crosby does on that defense queue. I just want to see how this team's going to gel, man. We look so good on paper, but we haven't seen this team yet on the field, man. So I'm, I know I know they want to bring it for Raider Nation. We know that they know that it's a new flavor in town. We know that the Raiders ain't what they used to be. We know that this team's for real now, and we got winners on this team. And who's J.C. Jackson, Jesse Jackson, Johnny Jackson? We don't give a damn what Jackson you are. Hey, Adams, Renzo, and Waller, come in and handle that business. And no matter who you got, who you going to stop, let's go, D.C. 4. Get a cracking, baby, because you got the world in your hands. All that old line has to do is love you and play for you, and that team and Raider Nation is behind all you boys. Don't let us down this year, boys. Don't let us down. It's fired up as I am right now. This ain't even half as fired up as I'm going to be. Let's go, Raiders! All right, there you go. What you talking about some energy, man. All I need to do is bottle that and sell it, and I'll be a millionaire. If that's not half, I'm scared for what's going to happen on Sunday. Hey, man, good thing we're not doing a call-in show Sunday morning, right? Boy, oh, boy. You wake up the folks at the church house, man. Good God. Passionate Raiders fired up. But, hey, look, it's a couple days before the regular season gets started, man. Raider Nation should be at, if they're not at a 10 already, they should be damn close. And Passionate Raider said he's not at a 10 yet. He's only halfway there, but he's pretty fired up. Not mad at that at all. Uh, let's go out to L.A. Let's talk to our guy, Josh. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's up, Q? How you doing, man? Man, I'm blessed. How are you? Good, good, man. Just, I'm so stoked, man. I'm going to be there at the game this Sunday. You know, they're here in my hometown, L.A., so how can I not go to it, you know? Got to yeah. represent for Raider Nation, silver and black. She's going to go with a couple buddies of mine and my brother from the military. I'm just so super excited, man, like, I'm tired of all these Charger fans, man. <laughs> I just want my silver and black just to shut them up already. Let them know this is this is the real L.A. team. Always will be, even though they're in Vegas. Still, we'll always have ties to L.A., man. This is just something I just can't wait. This team that we have, that at first, when we first got McDonald's, I was kind of like, you know, iffy about it. He could have said, oh, man, it's New England. So, you know, ever since, you know, his press conference and all that, he grew on me. I accepted it. And I like how he's, how he's, how he's bringing back the culture. He's bringing us back to being respected. Like, well, of course, you have to start on the field, but just what, what he has done in general. And it's just, I'm so excited, man. I just can't wait. But I'm going to be at the game this Sunday. I just can't wait, man. All right. Sounds good, my man. Josh in L.A. right there going to be representing at the game at SoFi Stadium. And uh, hold it down, man, for you and the fam. Uh, and, and tell your uh, your friend that uh, served in the military, thank you for his service. We definitely appreciate that. And let's keep this party rolling, man. Everyone fired up today on this Wednesday. Uh, Raider Evan and Marietta, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? 
Hey, Q, I uh, love your show. By the way, that uh, Locked On Raiders podcast uh, with the Devontae Adams uh, story from ESPN and the interview was just great. Just loved it. So thanks for all you do. Uh, a couple things. One, I listened to 97.3, the fan in San Diego, uh, the T. Gwynn show. Three hosts, three hosts uh, gave their AFC West predictions. All three picked the Raiders last. Wow. Their three biggest dis- disappointments in the AFC West, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, and Darren Waller. I mean, that's just kind of like the indicative of the disrespect. I mean, I mean, I've read all the predictions for the game, and it's like 9 out of 10 are picking the Chargers. I hope the Raiders use that as fuel for their fire. I, I think they're going to beat the Chargers. I think they, they beat them with a lesser team at the end of the year. I think they got a much better team. I don't think they're worried about the offensive line. I think they're going to show great improvement. And I think uh, when the game plan comes out, <laughs> the Chargers are going to go, what the heck is going on here uh, with defense and offense with Patrick Graham's defense? Uh, I know he didn't do well, the Giants against Justin Herbert, but he's got a much better uh, He's got much better players to work with. And yeah. I think he's got a good plan for him. So I'm really excited for the game. I think we're going to beat the Chargers. I think we're on our, on our way to a great year, and I really appreciate all you do, and thanks for the time. Hey, thank you for the call. Great stuff, man. I'm glad you mentioned that everyone's picking the Chargers, and this is something I've kind of been on my soapbox about a little while because I just it blows my mind. I realize they have a really good quarterback, and I know that they went and added a bunch of weapons, but, man, they haven't shown – they haven't shown me that they're a team that's ready to take that next step. You know, someone uh, texted in yesterday and said, if Justin Herbert was a Raiders quarterback, would they be a top five team? And I said, I don't believe it. You know, they wouldn't be picked as a top five team. I, I just don't believe it. And so many people that I've talked to from the Chargers, uh, from the Chargers side of you, you know, that that do shows or, or radio or podcasts, like you mentioned, are all so high on the Chargers, like they're just going to shock the world and, and go, uh, you know, win the Super Bowl. And to them, it won't even be a shock. Well, to me, it'd be a shock because I haven't seen it. So I'm, I, I firmly believe, like I'm very calm about this game on Sunday. I have no doubt in my mind the Raiders are going to win. Like I'm very confident about it. But I'm not the dude that's like in their face like, well, how are you going to start Devontae and how are you going to stop Hunter? And how? But this is how the people that I've been talking to are talking to me. Like, oh, well, what's your offensive line going to do? And I said, like, first of all, it ain't my offensive line. I'm not coaching the Cats up. I'm just talking about them. But they're taking it so personal that it's going to be even worse when they lose if the Raiders go out there and handle their business and the, and the Chargers do lose, it's going to be so worse for them because they're taking it so personal, right? And I think that there was a time in my life I probably took it really personal too. I'm not that guy anymore. I just There's too much to life for me to take it personal. But they're so invested in the Chargers that are the darlings of the NFL and they're going to be the Cincinnati Bengals and go shock the world. I just don't see it. Tyler Bischoff mentioned this on the press box on ESPN Las Vegas. Just storyline-wise, it would be a lot more fun if the Chargers do lose by three touchdowns because <laughs> those people would have a meltdown. Like for they them will, to scramble, honestly. like if they got blown out, yeah, it would be the the scramble of the century and the recovery. Or it would be, uh, man, the Chargers suck again. Or it would be, oh, the Raiders they got lucky, right? Like how would they try to cope with a loss if the Raiders just go in there and blow the doors off the? Well, list? I'll tell you this, man, and I have to do tonight, I have to do the crossover edition on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. I have to do the crossover edition where I talk to a guy from the Chargers, and usually I talk to David Drogemeyer, but he has a co-host as well, and the very first time I did this years ago with him, the co-host was talking all kind of noise about how terrible the Raiders were, and the Chargers this, Chargers that, talking all this noise, and you know, we, we, we this, and you know, Demond, I'm not the we guy, man. That's not, that's not my bag. So I just let him have it. I just let him go ahead and, you know, 
and, and fly his flag and do what he does. And then the Raiders won and, you know, there was crickets, right? I heard nothing. See, that's the other thing. If you're going to talk trash and brag, that's fine. But if you take an L, then just be like, hey, man, good game. Good, good dub. Crickets. All of a sudden, like four years later, now he's going to do the show with me tonight. So I'm very interested to see how it shakes out because, I mean, he, he messaged me on Monday, was like, Q, you ready for this, this uh, crossover? And I was like, unless you're on a hoop court and you're, you know, like, there ain't no crossover that's going to, you ain't going to, there ain't no damage can be done, brother. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's a First show. First off, it's Monday. Right. <laughs> Calm the hell down. <laughs> Real talk. But yeah, so I'm interested to see how it's all going to shake out. But yeah, man, just Charger fans are, are amped to the nines. And that's cool. I get it. Look, Raider Nation's fired up. You heard Passionate Raider. I get it. But I, I also kind of think that, you know, it's, it's realistically, you, you know that, hey, this team's got to go out there and prove it. I feel like Charger fans and people that cover the Chargers that are, are fan-based, not, not, not folks like like uh, Joe Reedy, who we're going to have at 4 o'clock on Chargers. I mean, he's going to keep it all the way professional. And that's what we bring to you here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I just think that folks that do like podcasts and all that other stuff that cover the Chargers, I feel like that the Chargers have already won. Like in their mind, the Chargers have already done it. And they haven't even kicked the damn ball off yet. But in my mind, it feels like and, you know, uh, we can a- ask Raider Evan. He called in and said he was listening to radio there in San Diego. I feel like they think that they already won. Like, can they play the games before you, you crown them the champs already? At least the Chiefs have history of winning. What do the Chargers have? 229 is the time. Love to hear from you. Want to talk about some Max Crosby. Got a bunch of text messages. 69187, keyword r uh, Realistically, what do you believe Max Crosby's looking like for this upcoming season? Is he a guy that you believe in the end of the year? We're talking about a potential... Defensive player of the year. That would take sacks, double-digit sacks. That would take some turnovers. That would take some signature plays. Like DeMond mentioned, a couple signature moments where you said, man, remember when Max Crosby did this in so-and-so week? Something like that, like the Heisman moment, but NFL style. Let us know about it. Plus, we'll hear from Devontae Adams, Raiders wide receiver. It's all coming up. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. You know what? Guess who ended their chances of making the playoffs last year? The Raiders. And guess who has matched their offseason moves? The Raiders. And guess who has Devontae Adams? The Raiders. I'm going to give them the edge in this game. J.C. Jackson not expect, not likely to play. So I'm going to give the Raiders the edge. I like what they're doing with Josh McDaniels. Excited to see them play this year. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. That's my guy Nick Shook right there from NFL Network. He was a guest on the show late last week, I believe Friday. Really good dude. He's very high on the Raiders and what they've been doing. That's what we do. We bring, we bring the heaters to you, man. We don't bring you no BS around here. We're bringing you the heaters. And Nick Shook is one of them from NFL Network. He was on earlier today with Andrew Siciliano talking about the Raiders and Chargers game. And you heard right there, he picked the silver and black to come away winners on Sunday. But what says you? 702-365-9200. Juan the Smasher, you're up first. What's on your mind, brother? All right, Juan, we lost you. It's all right. Hit us back. Fargo Raider, you're up next. What's on your mind? Hey, King DeMond. Thank you for taking my call. For sure. Um, I'll start off with Max. And I think he's going to go 12 sacks this year. I said 13. I love it. That's one of my lucky numbers. But 12, I think, is real doable. He had eight last season. And he could push that to 12 real quick with the max, with uh, Chandler Jones on the other side. And I think they'll, they'll run some stunt twists in the, in the interior to free, free them up. I mean, he wins on his own. So I can see them finding a way or two to get them to produce a little more. 
Now, addressing, I think, I don't remember if it was Josh or the guy before, I'm sorry that all five of those guys are giving you a hard time down there, but don't worry. They're going to be outnumbered when we go down to our vacation home. You won't hear them the rest of the week for damn sure. You know? <laughs> that's all, that, that's just how it goes. You know, they, a, a cricket's got to chirp real loud to be heard, and there's about four of them in the whole place, so they got a chance. Now, you know, it is what it is. We're all fired up, and th- those the Chargers are always going to be getting that love for whatever reason. They remind me of that guy that's always talking that he's got game, he's got game, he's got game. Oh, you mean Demond? Go to the bar. You mean yeah, Demond? Uh, I ain't shoot Demond like that. I mean, you go to Thank the bar. Them in their wallflowers, man. <laughs> They're just sitting there watching everybody else. Right. I, I I don't know if I got game or not, but I'll make them laugh, and it works. I'm <laughs> be laughing all the way home on Sunday when we get this dub. You already know what time it is, Raider Nation. Get hyped. And, you know, if you know one of those five Charger fans, you know, get them a bucket for their tears because they're coming. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a good day. Hey, great call, Fargo. Appreciate you, my man. Good stuff. And, uh, yeah, just giving DeMond a bad time because that's what I do. Uh, getting back to the conversation about Max Crosby and what you think he could potentially do. Vinny Bonsignor had an opportunity to catch up with Max in the locker room just a few minutes ago, so we'll bring some of that audio to you uh, throughout the course of the show as well. But I wanted to get to some of these text messages on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Raider Chavez in the 916 at Sacramento, California. Max Crosby will definitely win the MVP this season. I think having Jones on the other end is going to elevate his game to having his best season of his career. I can't wait to see it in person on October 2nd when I fly in for the Broncos game. Hope to see you around that weekend, Q. Raiders Chavez in a 916. And look, uh, Kyle Brandt from uh, Good Morning Football said that he believes that Max Crosby is going to be in line for Defensive Player of the Year. And look, I think that Aaron Donald could be in that conversation every year. Right, I think you just pencil him in. It's, it's almost like the college football playoffs. You put pencil in Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia, and other. I feel like you know uh, Aaron Donald's going to be in there. T.J. Watt, as long as he stays healthy, he'll be in there as well. Uh, but Max Crosby very easily could. But in my opinion, to do that, he's got to have again, in my opinion, at least twelve sacks. He's got to create a couple turnovers. And, and, and what I mean by that is like Demond said, either interceptions uh, or strip sacks. And, uh, and, and allow the Raiders to be able to get that. A couple defining moments. Like, remember when Khalil Mack won Defensive Player of the Year and he had that game against the Carolina Panthers where he intercepted Cam Newton and then scored the touchdown and then jumped into the black hole? Like, that was a moment that stands out. Or his big performance he had in Denver where he had five sacks. He's got to have a signature game. Like Chandler Jones did uh, last season against the Tennessee Titans to start the season off. Five sacks in the game. Boom. Immediately. Right out the gate, that's a signature move. But, of course, you've got you've to be able to maintain that, which I think Chandler Jones ended the season with 10 sacks last year after starting off with five. But Max has got to have one of those kind of moments or a couple of those moments where something stands out and you say, man, remember when Mad Max Crosby just dominated the whole team, just wrecked that game? That's what led to Khalil Mack winning Defensive Player of the Year because there was games where you could recall, like I just did, where he wrecked games. Got a text on the 209. Pastor Q leading the service today. <laughs> it did. Hey, I say, hey, it sounded like it, though. 
I didn't know that I was stepping into the, the church house today, but man, um, Passionate Raider got fired up. Gangster Raider got fired up. Man, we had, we had a lot of good uh, passionate calls there, and I'm okay with that. Jason and, and Marilyn said Passionate Raider is going to have a heart attack if he keeps this up. LOL. Yeah, we, we're going to have to get, we just got to make sure Passionate Raider makes it to Sunday, right? You got you to gotta kind of temper those expectations and, and uh, you know, try to temper that excitement so you make it to Sunday. I want you to be able to enjoy the game at full tilt. So uh, thank you so much for that text. I uh, got another one. One from Sir Whiskey Ray real quick. Say Q&D. Good afternoon and happy hump day Wednesday. I'm loving this topic right here. Realistically, I'm expecting Mad Max to have 14 to 15 sacks. But most importantly, he'll lead the NFL in pressures. I would not be surprised. Crosby has three, four recovery fumbles. He's a machine. You can't question his mindset, especially now that he's clean and sober. It's truly a great story on Crosby. I'm throwing money down that he'll be the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Chalk it up, gentlemen. Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. Good stuff, man. And yeah, he has 14 to 15 sacks and recovers three or four fumbles. And just the way that he's relentless, like he's the one guy. You know when guys get their contracts, you're like, okay, how's he going to play now that he's got his contract? He's the one guy that I don't worry about. I feel like he gets a big-time contract extension, which he did this offseason. You just know he's going to go out there and say, "This I'm going to prove why I got this contract extension. That's how hungry he is. 702-365-9200. Who's up next, Damon? Allen in Vegas. Allen right here in Vegas. What's on your mind, Allen? Welcome to the show. What's up, Q? Demar, how, how you doing? Yeah, we're chilling. Chilling. Hey, I got to tell you about Max Crosby. We got better interior help. Billings, Hankins has some help now. The Belon Nichols, Vickers. Chandler Jones, he's going to open up the door for Max Crosby. I'm calling 15 sacks. Okay. The linebacker play is going to be a lot better this year. Perriman going to his second year with these guys. Diablo's only growing. This is Max's year, and the rest of the AFC West has to be on notice. These guys are coming. This defense is going to be something else. Cool. Thank you. Hey, good call, my man. Appreciate you. You know, it's funny, and I hate to keep going back to Khalil Mack, especially since the Raiders are playing him on uh, on Sunday with the Chargers, but I felt that when when he was playing with the Raiders, I felt like, okay, you're seeing the buildup. You're seeing this guy get better and better and better. And then the year that he won that Defensive Player of the Year award, you just felt like there was nothing he couldn't do. You know, again, there was, there was obviously plenty of conversations that Aaron Donald could have won that year, but I just feel like Khalil Mack was just a different dude. If Max Crosby could be that dude, and he's got the right mindset, he really does. And I still think, even though everyone's been talking about, well, I say everyone, we all have been talking about Max Crosby, I still kind of feel like, in a weird roundabout way, he's still flying a little under the radar. I don't feel like he's on everyone's, and I'll say this about Mac. I said this. I don't think the national media was talking about him as much as they did until he went to Chicago. Once he got to Chicago, it was like Jesus returned. Right? That's all they did is talk about him. And I had arguments with plenty of people that said, when he was killing it with the Raiders, nobody was talking about him this much. Oh, yeah, he was. You just weren't paying attention. I was like, oh, of all people, I'm paying attention. <laughs> right? They weren't talking about him like that. He was kind of flying under the radar, too, because he was playing in Oakland. The expectations for the team wasn't that high. It just it, it wasn't that. He went and won Defensive Player of the Year. Then he gets traded to Chicago, and it's like, oh, my gosh, Khalil Mack. As a neutral observer, you're absolutely right. They weren't, right? Yeah. That's what I'm but saying. But when that trade was made, it was like the Bears are now like Super Bowl contenders right. now. Exactly. That's Man, I argued with everyone. I was on ESPN Central Texas, and everyone's like, oh, Q, you're tripping. You're just mad about the trade. I was like, no, I promise you, dog. Nobody was talking about this dude on this level. I was talking about him. I was talking about him since the minute that they got that he drafted him. Since the minute that Buffalo made the, the, the bad decision and go and got Sammy Watkins instead of Khalil Mack. Or the Texans. They went and made the bad decision to go get Clowney instead of Khalil Mack. That was me. I was talking about it, but not there wasn't that many people talking about him. But, man, when he got traded to, to, to Chicago, 
Oh, man. It was like he was the best thing since sliced bread, man. 702-365-9200. What's up next? Bernard. Bernard, welcome back to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Thank you. I'm the one that texted you. I didn't put my, forgot to put my name on there about the the Herbert thing yesterday. Uh, oh, okay. Yesterday, the day before. Good stuff. Good but, stuff. Um, the reason I, I kind of text that because uh, uh, one thing, Mike Tannenbaum, he's, he's calling Herbert the best player in all of the NFL. And what's crazy, the Raiders proved that they can beat the Chargers, for one. They went to the playoffs last year, not, not, the, not the Chargers. And the first game that the Raiders lost to the Chargers, the Raiders made they made so many mistakes in that game. I mean, they didn't deserve to win that game, but they basically handed that game over to them. And the Chargers, they, they had their 31st-ranked run defense last year. So it just seems like just because they have Herbert, they putting them at the top, uh, you know, one of the top teams in the league. And to me, I, I don't, I don't really see it. I look at the roster; they don't have a, a whole bunch of depth to me. And if and Hobbs already showed he can guard Williams or um, or Keenan Allen. So I, I'm looking forward forward to that. And as far as Matt Crosby goes, he just got to getting better and better and better. Tackles for loss, and he got he get he he's doing good in that category. You got to get his sacks up in them strip fumbles, man. And yeah. with Chandler Jones there, I know he caught him some tricks. So if he gets some sacks and get those strict the strip sacks with the you know get the ball out and get the Raiders those short fields, they didn't get a lot of short fields in the last couple of years. And they happen to drive, you know, too long to get, to, to get touchdowns. So this Justin Herbert is just driving me nuts, man. It's, it, I mean, they just putting him on this pedestal, and he ain't he ain't he ain't, he ain't been he ain't been doing it long enough, man. So we Raider fans, he's just getting sickening out. He's just getting to the top of the heap, and he ain't proved nothing yet. He, he's a great talent, but, you know, he, he still got a lot to prove. Get to the playoffs first. That's all I want to say. Get to the playoffs first and then start putting the Chargers up there. I, I don't think they're going to do it. They got a good team, but they got a lot of pieces that are unproven. And Mac, I love Mac. He's a Raider man. He'll always be a Raider. But let's see if he can stay healthy. Let's see if Bosa can stay healthy. Let's see if Derwin James can stay healthy. And then let's see what they got to say at the end of the season. Raiders going to win this game, baby. Nice. I like it. Good stuff, Bernard. And, man, you can tell it's Raider Charger week, can't you? Woo! It's just a little bit different, man. The air is just a little bit different when you're talking Raiders and Chargers. Good stuff, Bernard. We definitely appreciate you. A lot of good texts to get to. A lot of good calls to get to. 245 is the time. We'll come back. Close out hour number one. That fast, man. Quick, fast, and hurry is how we do it. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Got a text from Jason in Maryland, 69187, keyword R&R. He said, the one thing that gets me is how people talking about the Chargers got one of the best receiving cores in the league. They're good, but I don't think they're better than ours. Williams did damage against us both games, but Keenan had like 87 yards and no TDs in two games. I think he's on the downside of his career. I don't buy it. What's your take? Look, I've said it many times. I don't think there's a team in the league that the Raiders aren't just as talented, if not more the talented then. And you spot, you, you talked about the receiving core and the Chargers not having a better one than the Raiders. Well, one of the main reasons that is, is Devontae Adams. And he's at the podium right now talking to the media. Hey, um, you guys have been working at this for a while now, going all the way back to spring. And I'm pretty sure you have an idea of what you guys are capable of doing. But are you curious to see it out on the field uh, finally? Yeah, I think everybody is, definitely. Um, you know, we've been putting, we've been working for a while. We've been long, working longer than anybody at this point. Started, um, you know, almost beginning of April. So it's definitely going to be fun to see, you know, all the work we put in kind of, you know, get put together as a masterpiece. You know, it's, you know, that's the, that's the way we're hoping at least. And um, obviously we got a lot of great personnel, but nothing's promised. So we just got to get out there. And it's, it's kind of going to be a, 
not a, not a dice roll, but you know we haven't been together as the, all the ones out there together yet. So um, it'll be fun. We've been doing a lot of good in practice now, so it's just time to put it all together. Season openers are always special, but for you, putting on the silver and black, um, does it make it a little bit more special this time around? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was it was special enough putting it on for media day. So to be able to go out there and actually be, you know, get that jersey a little dirty now, it'll, it'll be fun. Passing tandem like you two, or passing game with the weapons that he had coming back, is the balance with the rushing game, the running back room, and what Josh has decided to do with it as a veteran. How are you pleased with the balance of this offense? I mean, like I said, you look at the, the personnel, the type of players that we have in this building. It's hard to not be balanced and, and want to, you know, attack teams different ways. You know, and I'm sure going into certain games, it'll be heavy this and heavy that, just based off who we're playing. It probably won't be the same every single game, but. Um, you know, we, we definitely got the guys in, in the running back room to be able to, you know, switch it up here and there and um, also throwing the ball to them because we got a lot of versatility within that room, too. So um, excited to, to see everybody have, finally have a chance to go out and, and show what they can do. Personal level, Devontae, how do you anticipate being utilized in this offense? Like you said, the ones haven't been out there together, so it's all kind of a new new deal anyway. Right. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know exactly how we're going to attack teams, but you know, I'm ready for whatever. I've obviously had some opportunities to show the coaches and, and the rest of my teammates what I can do. So, um, you know, I'm just a, a piece of this offense. So I'm, I'm definitely excited to, to see the way I'll be used. What is it about this team to you that feels like a, a different energy from maybe other teams past that you've been a part of, like the bond between your teammates? Well, I think every, every team is different. You know, even if you, you know, next year's team will be different from this year's team. So, um, hey, Derek. Um, but it's, it's it's hard to say because you kind of got to play some games with with the guys first and find out you know establish your identity as a football team. But um, just based off of the the energy within each player and um, you know it's a lot of new faces in this building too. So you can see that it's a kind of a rejuvenated feeling you know having some some new people and and obviously the new coaches in here as well. So. Um, I'm, I'm just excited to get out there with those guys. I mean, putting in a lot of work since day one, so so now we'll have an opportunity to go out and show everybody what we've been working on. Right now, J.C. Jackson uh, is day-to-day. Are you kind of preparing yourself to go up against him on the line of scrimmage, or do you honestly just not care who you're going up against? You're just going to do the best. I mean, I don't know how much you watched in my media from before um, as far as you know talking about personnel, but I don't really get into that stuff too much just because – you know, I like to focus on what it is that I'm doing. I feel like if I can lock in on that, that that gives me the best opportunity to be successful rather than worrying about who, you know, I'm, who's in front of me, you know. So at the end of the day, um, you know, no disrespect to anybody over there, but I'm not really too focused on that. I'm just I'm kind of worried about making sure I, I lock in on what I got to do. Teams with extremely high expectations going into seasons. Uh, part of that is accepting those expectations as a team. Do you feel like this group, is accepting whatever those expectations are for you guys? Well, I don't think we're really paying too much attention to any expectations or setting any ourselves either. Um, you know, we, we haven't played together yet, so we don't really, you know, based off of if you look at the roster, you know, there's the expectations on the outside. Uh, but as far as what we're doing, we're just trying to lock in and do the best we can do with what we got. And I think so far we've done a good job at managing that and kind of blocking out the outside noise. And there's not a lot of noise saying, um, you know, the, the Raiders are as good as what we can be, um, you know, on paper. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Locked in on us and, and trying to go out and put together the best film we can. What about personal expectations? When, when you come here and you see the potential, 
did it meet meet what you what you've been expecting now that you're through training camp, or has it exceeded it and it's even more than you thought? For me personally, or about the team, um, I mean, I've it's I guess you could say it's exceeded it for me just because of the time that I've had with my brothers and working and establishing an identity. But um, as far as expectations for how we're gonna do this year, I mean, I don't think we all got the same mindset. We we definitely confident, you know, as individuals and as uh, as a team. But when you haven't played together on, in a in a game yet, you can't really. It's not fair to to do that to the team or to yourself to go out and say, you know, we want to win this many games or I want to have this many yards. It's not important. The most important part is just going out and playing together as a team and, and maximizing our potential. Interview with the pivot recently. You talked about you know kind of your mindset when it comes to creating separation quickly off the line of scrimmage. What went into mastering that over the years for you personally? Um, well, obviously, you know I've I've had the, the the title of being the the release guy for a while, so it's something that I took pride in. You know, obviously, um, my basketball background is a, a lot of that, just a lot of natural movements that I've had, um, you know, off the line of scrimmage. So um, having people kind of talk about that, I think that it's kind of rather than getting comfortable with it I've, I've always tried to find a way every every offseason or every you know within the year to uh, to to keep expanding you know that release package and and to keep finding ways to get open because you know people watch film just like I do and they'll find different ways if you become predictable so I guess just finding different ways to to use my you know me to to um, continue to be creative within my routes and you know even before the route and also, like I said, pre-snap, just knowledge and knowing where people are going to be, different leverages and things like that to kind of get a little bit of a, a beat on the defense so, um, you know, it can put me in an advantageous spot. So I just try to keep that in my head that I can keep getting better and, and keep expanding on that and, um, you know, just use that to, you know, stay hungry. There you go. There's Devontae Adams at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ, talking to the media, talking about uh, the excitement for this team and, and also the unknown about this team. He said none of these guys have gone out there and played together, so got to wait before they really talk about how good this team could be. But I think all of us on the outside looking in all look and say, whoo, this team could be good. This team could be really good. But they, again, they've got to put it all together. Coming up next, we're going to kick off hour number two of the show. Derek Stevens from uh, Circus Sports. He's going to join the show. He'll talk all things betting lines, talk about the Raiders and how it could cost Vegas some money. We'll talk all that as we kick off hour number two on Raider Nation Radio 920.